All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast. We got a great episode. We're going to break down Kong versus Godzilla. We are going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We have all sorts of news for you guys. And Nordy's Rates is back. Here we go. Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing very well, man. I'm doing awesome. How are you? I am great. And that's because it is now April. Things are flying. Spring is here. Beautiful weather. Lots to be excited about. And that is why we are inside recording a podcast about things to do inside. All right. (laughs) That's perfect. Hey, man. And you know what? I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So if you are smart enough to listen to this outside in the beautiful weather, please still take the time to take out your phone or whatever device you're on and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also subscribe anywhere you get podcasts from. Get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or device each and every week for free. Incredible. What a bargain. What a great deal. What a great deal. All right, guys, what beer are you drinking tonight? Okay, I'm drinking, um, this is a quick little banger. This is actually an older beer, and I've been sitting on this one for a little bit. Uh, I don't even know if it's out there anymore, but it's a Fair State beer. It's a big-ass Imperial Stout called Main Boss. It is, it is really good. It's a, like the first warm day, so I guess I, th- I felt like a big, heavy stout. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it's good. Yeah, I'm back at, uh, I think I talked. I touched on it last week, and I should have gotten it. So I'm, I'm back at Fair State. I got the, the big doinks, the uh, extra dank IPA. From our lovely friends at Fair State. It's as delicious as I remember. Oh, it's back. I'm going to have to try to find it. And it was at Total Wine for $9.99 for a four-pack, which I thought was a pretty solid deal. Can't beat that. All right, guys. I went with a classic Eric Pod beer, and that's former Nordy winner Blackstack, one of our favorite breweries, with their beer Straight Shooter. It's a Sangarita-inspired sour ale. This is one of the weirdest things I've ever drank in my life. It's 8%. Oh, says right on the can it's not sangria uh (laughs) it's a sangarita inspired sour ale that is a goza with orange lime tomato sea salt coriander chilies and tajin 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 okay this thing is weird it's like tastes like a almost like a bloody mary sour and i don't know if i love it or hate it i'm glad i'm trying it it was pretty expensive this would be awesome to split with like three other friends and each take one can Mm-hmm. Yeah, really um, we did. You did bring it over the other day, and I got to try it as well. Yeah. And I don't like any tomato juice. Like I can eat almost anything and drink anything, but I don't like bloodies. And to me, that tomato juice came right to the front. So I wasn't that into it, but I appreciate all weird beer, and I'm glad I tried it. I got to put this on the list of things I know you don't like, like wilty lettuce. Yep, popcorn. Well, I like popcorn. And now, I just, and now tomato know, juice. I can't so, be eating the popcorn. It's dangerous yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never knew you didn't like uh, bloodies. God, we've been we've been to brunches back in the day like a hundred times, and uh, I've never even picked up on that. You know what my go to is? I mean, I can do mimosas. I had some this morning, but um, I like a grapefruit and vodka in the morning for like brunch. What's that like a greyhound? It's, it's as good as it gets. Like a is that a greyhound? Is that what those just, are yeah, called? Yeah, I, I think. I just say, you know, grapefruit and vodka, and they hook me up. I guess it's good. Nice. And then the salty dog is with the the salt. I skipped that. That's a nice Yeah, drink. that's too much. That's too much salt. Too much. Unnecessary. 
All right, guys, we're going to start with Do We Care? Plenty of things to talk about. Let's start with Disney Plus, who just is on top of the world. Disney Plus, we went over the fact that they have over 100 million subscribers. They're going to move that up to 10 million, or I'm sorry, $10 a month when it goes to $10 a month. That's $1.2 billion that they're going to make a year. Is that right? Did I make that up? No. That was the math we did. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, something like that. Some insane amount of money. I think it's actually more than that, but whatever. No, 10 times 100 million. It's 12 billion. 12 billion. 12 okay. billion dollars they will bring in. And uh, that means we get great shows like Obi-Wan Kenobi show coming out. Um, we found out the cast is going to be great. It sounds like it's looking good. Who is in this Obi-Wan Kenobi show? Okay. Obviously, we have Ewan McGregor reprising his role. My favorite Jedi, period, was Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm incredibly excited. Hayden Christensen. Will we get him as in flashbacks, in normal, like not fucked up? Probably a little bit. Will we get him as Vader with the full suit on? Probably. Yeah. And we may also get him with like the makeup, like scarred up, fucked up helmet off. So we we're gonna get we're gonna get some Hayden. Do you guys remember like Luke's parents in like the third movies, like Joel Edgerton, who became like a big actor on his own, and then his wife's name is Bonnie Pisces, who the only reason I remember her is because she was in that Nexus cult. Remember that shit? I watched all that, and she was the she was like one of the ones that stepped out and exposed the cult. So that was pretty interesting. She's in the show. Wait, that, that's Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. The young version of them. So they're back in yep. it. Um, this is a big one. Kumail Nanjiani. So I, I don't know what he's going to play. We don't. They don't say right. But this is like a pretty big casting. Is this the movie he got all shredded for? Dude, he well he got shredded for the Eternals. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So that's he's right. in Marvel. He's all things Disney now. He's in Marvel and he's coming into to Star Wars. Um, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who is, is that Ice Cube's kid, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and then we have Benny Sadfi, Safty, who is Safdie, one of the yeah. Safty brothers, which is crazy. I don't know, you know, what he's going to be doing. He, I bet he'll be in makeup and be like a super weird alien is my guess. He'll be very um, weird. Yeah. And then we have this last one I'll, I'll mention. There's other ones too, but you know these are the more household names. Indira Varma, who was one of the Sand Snakes in Game of Thrones, she was like the main one that was like obsessed with Oberyn. Remember her? Oh, was she the wife? Of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So, um, yeah, and then a couple more, but I mean, it's a huge cast. Like, I think they're going to try to make this show run for like at least three, four, or five seasons with this kind of cast. Yeah, this is it's, ins it's insane. Yeah, I love it. I, I care a lot about this casting. And then, of course, these are the ones they're saying now, and then there'll be definitely pop-ups of, of people, and, you know, Jar Jar is going to be featured prominently, I hope, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding, but you never know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think it's great. So what's the, and they announced the timeline, too. What's the timeline on this? Oh, yeah, 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. So, you know, everybody, the end, the movie ended with Order 66, um, you know, pretty much Obi-Wan takes Luke uh, to Tatooine and then gives him to like, you know, what is it? Ba what would you say the names were? Whatever. Aunt and uncle. Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. Yeah. No. And then Yoda takes off. So 10 years after that, we'll probably get some Yoda too. I don't know. Maybe he is truly going to be isolated in that swamp planet. But yeah, I think it makes sense. Obi-Wan's going to look fucking awesome. I hope we don't see Yoda. Honestly, we, yeah. we already did. We already did Dagobah with Luke in Empire. I don't think we need to go back there again with a different character and be like, hey, let's do the same things again. Yeah, I don't think that Yoda has a single good moment ever. False. What? He's great. He's hilarious. So the, like the first time you see him in Empire. <laughs> like, what does he do? That's good. <laughs> he teaches well, Luke to use the force, bro. He mostly just, a, he mostly just shames people and like doesn't believe 
people and doesn't want to hear. He did fuck up really bad. Like, he had a couple good fights. He beat Dooku, pretty much, but Dooku escaped. And then he lost to the Emperor and just took off. And yeah. he had, I get, like, the, 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 you know, Dark Side of the Force clouds the vision, but he blew it bad. But he's also, like, a thousand years old. I know, but that's what's supposed to make him so wise and good at this stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I, but I to say he a, didn't have one good moment, though, I get I get what Eric's saying. It's a bit hyperbolic, per usual. Yeah, but that's, that's on brand for Eric. Yeah. Hey, someone's got to do it on here. We can't all just agree on something. <laughs> All That's right, true. let's move on. Another big thing with Disney, new trailer drops for Black Widow, a movie we've been excited for for almost a year now. Well, well I guess over a year. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys thinking about this movie at this time? Sounds like it's going to cost thirty, uh, $30 to get on Disney+, Plus, uh, or you can watch it in theaters. What are we thinking about Black Widow at this time? God, it just looks great, doesn't it? This trailer looks so cool. Like, okay, I don't know okay. what's happening in the movie, but they're climbing a smokestack and fighting on a smokestack while it's falling over. Dude, the visuals on that looked amazing. It's yep. going to be a great movie. I'm psyched. I actually think that the superhero movies that Marvel does, where they don't all have, you know, flying laser beam, you know, magma powers like Captain Marvel and stuff, are better. Like, I loved all the Captain America movies. And I don't think this is going to be any different. I think it's going to be right in that wheelhouse and just be great. And Black Panther kind of fits that mold too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's got the, uh, the the stone or whatever from the the heart of Wakanda and the suit, the vibranium suit and the super speed. But he's he's kind of like Captain America in that he doesn't have some you know extraterrestrial power in that regard. Or Spider Man yep. who literally has a hard time beating up like thugs in the first movie because he's learning his powers still and he's running through neighborhoods. And I think the smaller the the story with Marvel, I think the easier it is to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. But anyway, the uh, the bad guy, I forget who it is. I, sh- I should have looked this up. Whoever the big bad is in the... Taskmaster. Yeah, mm-hmm. Taskmaster looks unbelievably awesome. Like a cool, so cool. samurai-ish kind of bad guy that's just menacing looking. It's like if you if you took all of the features of the Winter Soldier and cranked it up to like 100, that's mm-hmm. what this guy looks like. And it looks fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And I have a feeling that he, you know, he's never really the main big bad guy in anything he does. He's always like working for somebody. He's like a mercenary, right? Sure. So I have a feeling that there's somebody pulling the strings. I don't know who that's going to be. I don't, I'm not well versed enough in the comic books, but I think that that will turn out two thirds through the movie that there's someone else pulling the strings. Well, it would probably be somebody we already know then. And this, this is um, kind of going back in time. A year before Infinity War. So it's not like it's some really oh, yeah. early on stuff. Like, this is right before shit really went down um, in Infinity War. So it'll. I think that there will be things in this movie that will carry forward, and you will have effects of, from it, and you'll see characters from it. I mean, at least the sister is going to probably be going to be in it later. So yeah, I, I'm psyched on this movie. I don't know if I'm going. I'm getting a, I'm, my first shot on Tuesday. Ryan, you got one. Eric, you got two. I think we could hit the theater for this. I'm going to be able to understand the Russian in this movie even. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. What a perk. Just from getting the shot. Yep. All right. Um, Russell Crowe is going to be in Love and Thunder. So sticking with the Marvel Universe. I know we're really excited about anything Taika does. I know we're excited about anything Thor. Uh, does Russell Crowe move the needle for you at all? And have you seen Russell Crowe looking like... <laughs> Russell Crowe looks like he ate Russell Crowe. Like to quote <laughs> John Cena from uh, Trainwreck. Um, I think it depends on what his role is going to be. Off the pod, I mentioned like... I wonder if he's going to be part of the Matt Damon Loki play, mm-hmm. um, which I hope not. I mean, because it is kind of a big announcement to be like, Russell Crowe is joining this movie. But if he's just going to be like a bit part for 10 seconds, 
then I don't care. But if he's actually going to have like a role, it'll also be very weird because he was Jor-El in the DC Superman stuff. So if he has a prominent role, that'll be kind of strange. But weirder things have happened. I, I don't know. It doesn't really move the needle either way. I'm indifferent on it. I have a feeling that he is going to be a, a named character. Like, not just... Like, it was almost weird for me looking back that they took Matt Damon and burned him quick. Like, as a bit actor in, you know, Asgard. Because... They're running out of people to put in these movies. Like when we're going to do later on, at some point, we will do dream casting for X-Men. And the list of actors and actresses that are not already named characters in Marvel movies is like kind of slim. So I hope that they take him and like put him into a role where if they want to, you know, use that character later, they can. Um, My guess is he would be like some kind of king or boss guy that's bad. I don't know. Not physically intimidating necessarily, but powerful. Um, I don't know. I just want to see the Grandmaster back. That's all I care about. Please give me more Grandmaster. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. I have all the faith in the world in Marvel and Taika, so I know that they'll nail this. Yeah, but I do care. We care about it. We care about it. For sure. All right, let's move over uh, to a different universe, and that is uh, the Space Jam universe. We got Ooh. Space Jam 2 trailer dropping. Uh, does this movie look good to you? Does this movie look watchable to you? Um. What did you guys think about the big Space Jam 2 trailer drop? Did you guys watch the trailer? Um, I, I did. I, I'm i going to watch it. I think it looks fun. What do you guys, I mean, I'm a yes, LeBron no. Fan. I it's, love LeBron, so I'm watching it just for him. Yeah. Do you think that from what we saw, he's going to be a better actor or a worse actor than uh, Michael Jordan? Better. Better. People okay. will remember Jordan being a better actor because you just remember like being a kid and liking Space Jam. But Michael Jordan is a pretty bad actor. And LeBron was already in Trainwreck and was pretty funny in that. That's and true. And I think that LeBron also just comes from, you know, maybe Jordan would have been even more polished if he would have grown up when LeBron did. But LeBron has been the chosen one since he was a teenager, and he hasn't really missed a step. And so I think he will be beyond what Jordan was um, acting-wise. Now, will they write a better movie? Who knows? Right. Jordan's acting was so bad that when he did the the the, the Bears from SNL, <clears throat> they asked him a question and then they're like, he started talking and then they just faded out his voice and just panned to like what was going on in the heads of the four guys at the tables. <laughs> That's, That's right. So true. <laughs> That's when it was like, who would win hurricane or yeah. Mike Dicka? Wait a minute. The he goes, he go, they're like, Dick, uh, he goes, hold on, hold on. The name of the hurricane is hurricane Dicka. <laughs> <laughs> you did spend some time in Chicago, didn't you? That was finally, pretty good. Finally, a close matchup, Ditka. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so back to the trailer. I think I think it looks very saturated. Like when they showed up to the court, there was like a million visuals going on. Mm-hmm. It was hard to tell who was who. Um, and I know that you know the technology is significantly better. I, I, I understand that. It just seemed like it was a little over the top but maybe it'll make more sense in the film setting yeah. um, as opposed to just seeing like a, you know, a two second pan over the court. Also the bad guys, I think uh, LeBron James is going to prove that he's again, a better basketball player than Michael Jordan because the monsters that he's going to have to beat are even better than the monsters that Jordan had to go up against. So it's more of a, um, what do they call them? The goon squad, I think is, is yeah. their name now. So the goon squad is a, uh, there's a guy that lights on fire. There's, I don't know. There's all kinds of crazy yeah, powers. Damian Lillard is a, uh, like a robot. And then we got two, two female basketball players. I'm sorry. I don't know which ones they are. Um, 
And then I think it's the the brow. Anthony Davis is like a big bird with a huge unibrow. So yeah, it looks fun, man. But I think you're right, Ryan. Like, dude, they, this is a writer's room, I think, where they were like, yes, let's do it. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's do that. Let's have LeBron be a cartoon and then be in real life and then have the, the you know, cartoons be a cartoon and in like a 3D animated look. They did everything. So they're, yeah, they're like, okay, so we, we got the we got the court and we got the scoreboard. What else do we need? And they're like, I don't know, tornadoes, uh, pixels over here, every kit, the Flintstones, uh, uh, Iron Giant. Let's bring them all in. We're gonna have yeah. everybody in. King Kong. Let's bring him into. Um, yeah, why won't you just get King Kong on the team? Can you just recruit the team and have King Kong like just flick the goon squad out of the way and then just shoot layups? I'm guessing he's gonna be hard to control. Not gonna work out for him. So I'm excited. I mean, look. We're all going to watch it because it's going to show up on HBO Max for free. So we'll all watch it the very first night and we'll check back with you guys. I hope it's a tight. It, it, I'm hoping it's a tight 90. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Don't don't make us sit through like two and a half hours of insane visuals and like, no, dude, my ADHD will will kick in way too hard at that. Yeah, we got to we got to move this move this movie along pretty quickly. Like we get the gist of it. The sun thing. You got to get him back and you got to play a game. Yep. Cool. Against Don Cheadle. I can't wait. What? Right. I can't wait. I'm excited. Oh, okay, good, good. All right. Uh, next up, we got a trailer for Wrath of Man. What is this? Should people care? I think people should care. I do. Um, I think Guy Ritchie has definitely had some misses, but I think Guy Ritchie at his best has been with Jason Statham. And Jason Statham is back in this. Of course, he's an action star. That's the only thing he does. Yeah. Um, but this is like a weird, uh, if John Wick uh, had a baby with Jason Bourne, kind of in a way. I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird dichotomy. But the the main premise of the story is that um, he has become a uh, armored truck driver in order to exact revenge on some armored truck driver robbers that killed his son. Yep. Okay. So we got the revenge factor, but then the the people start to figure out like this guy seems like he wants our trucks to get hit because he's just anytime someone tries to rob his armored truck, he just lights them up. Like, he's just like to kill like 20 guys. Yeah, like nothing. But I think this looks cool. I think Jason Statham is a legitimate action star. I think Guy Ritchie is a legitimate director and writer. Um, I think this movie has potential to be kind of like the like John Wick 1 as like kind of a dark horse, like not fun, but action-packed, fast-paced, um, cool, uh, you know, set pieces and things like that. So I think this movie is definitely uh, worth it, like a uh, tune into and see how it does. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at too. I'll, it'll be on my radar mostly for the fact that it's Guy Ritchie. If I saw yep. that trailer and it was Jason Statham, I would be like, dude, this is any, st- there's no, remember when there used to be straight to DVD and you would just ignore all those movies. Now it's all mixed in because it shows up on Netflix. It shows up on Amazon prime. These are movies that we should tr- be trying to ignore. And yet now it's all muddled, but I don't think this is one of them. I think this is one that we'd be paying more attention to Guy Ritchie. He still should be somewhat of a big deal. He commands some respect. Okay, guys, you know, if we had a soundboard here, um, we I'd push a button and it'd make like the daily double noise. And it would mean that we are... Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And yeah. it means that we are officially on the fly switching over to overrated, underrated, properly rated Guy Ritchie, okay? Ooh, okay. Let's do it. Here we go. Here we go. We're going quick. All right, so he starts out with West Bam Coon and Stevenson. No idea what nope. that is. He does Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, 1998, his first official movie. I love it. Have you seen it? You guys both? Great. Yes. Yeah. I think it's properly rated as really good. Yeah. And uh, he follows that up two years later with Snatch, which is just as good. Cult classic. It's better. It's better. Much better. Much better. Way more interesting and fun. Uh, I like both a lot. Um, 
After that, he goes into Swept Away. I've never heard of this movie in my life. Never heard of it. He then follows that up in 2005 with Revolver. Uh, okay, don't remember that one either. So between 2000 and 2008, he did Swept Away and Revolver. I've never heard of either. Then wow. in 2008, he did a very underrated Rock and Rolla, which is actually a really cool movie. Okay. That was Gerard Butler before Gerard Butler was stupid Gerard Butler. Yeah, it was a good mm-hmm. movie. It's pretty um, good. Then the next year, 2009, he did Sherlock Holmes. Love it. We know how Hell we feel yeah. about that. Finished the rewatch. Loved it. Then 2011, he did Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. Yep. Damn Same good. opinion. 2015, he did The Man from Uncle. That is a big Oof. myth. Have you guys tried to watch this? I tried. I mean, it's you awful. got two of the most boring action stars in Henry Cavill and Army Hammer. Army Hammer would be a little more spicy now when you know all the cannibalism stuff, but otherwise, really boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> 2019 then, so so he did Sherlock Holmes in 2009, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows in 2011, and then between 2011 and 2019, he did The Man from Uncle, and I think that's it. That's it. Ooh, wow. In eight years, he did The Man from Uncle. And I mean, he did a bunch of shorts and little things. He does a lot of music things, Um, but yeah, he didn't do anything for eight years other than that crappy movie. 2019, okay. he comes back with the live action Aladdin movie. Which I wanted to hate, but I kind of liked it. You you stand up for that movie when anybody tries to rip it. I kind of liked it. I don't know. It was okay. It was okay. I'm going to actually say it was maybe even a little bit underrated because of how much people crapped on it. Everyone thought it was going to be so stupid, and I was like, I don't know. It looked pretty cool. It was kind of like a little too musical-y, but it was pretty good. All right. Yeah. Uh, then he followed that up with The Gentleman in 2019. Yeah. Did anybody actually watch that? No. I didn't. It's probably just not streaming anywhere yet for a year, else I would have, but whatever. That's it, right? Uh, and then, yeah. No, then, then he's got the King Arthur movie, right? Oh, yeah. Somehow I missed the King Arthur movie. Oh, uh, he did King Arthur. He did the screenplay for the King Arthur movie. Oh, he didn't direct that. Okay. 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 Yeah. Well, that didn't work. Oh, no, no. He wrote it and directed. I'm sorry. I don't know how I missed that. So, okay. The Man from Uncle, King Arthur, Aladdin, The Gentleman, and then he has Wrath of Man, which we're talking about here. Before he's doing uh, the Gentleman TV series and Aladdin. Wow. Aladdin 2? Yeah. No. No. So here's my final opinion. Um, Guy Ritchie. I like Guy Ritchie. I named a lot of movies that I like. I'm going to go with properly rated. I think Guy Ritchie is not great. He's not bad. He's had a lot of good stuff. He kind of nailed it early in his career and like started a new genre of like confusing uh, British mysteries that were like pretty violent. And Movies in English that you need the subtitles on for. I love it. Absolutely. Love that genre. And then uh, he nailed a couple, you know, Sherlock Holmes movies, had a bunch of misses in the last decade and did like an okay job with, with uh, Aladdin. I think that he is actually, you guys, he's a little overrated, unfortunately. When I think of Guy Ritchie, I put him in my mind as like kind of a premier fun action movie director with like kind of a clever thinking man's action movie. And I just, I don't think he's that good. I think I'm almost thinking like all the Matthew Vaughn movies are his too. You know what I mean? It's like, no, he's his own guy. Um, He didn't make nearly as many of those really awesome hit movies early on that I kind of in my mind thought of. So dude, I'm going to have to call him a little overrated, although I still will be excited for this movie. I mean, I think all directors have, have, you know, flubs along. Well, not all. Most, most directors have some flubs along the way. And maybe that's why he took a step back and took some time off to think about what do I really want to do? Yeah. Um, because his career, I think, did start off pretty hot. You know, if you if you want to look at Lockstock, uh, Snatch, Rock and Rolla, 
and the two Sherlock movies. I mean, okay, so Swept Away, we never heard of. But those were, I mean, those were five pretty well-received and well-executed movies, although a niche audience, right? That doesn't have necessarily popular appeal. Um, but then, yeah, lately, I think it's, or at least more recently, he's choosing like bigger projects that are different than what he normally did. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, maybe he just realized like, I, I just want to make like fun films. I don't want to be pigeonholed. Um, and I like money. So I'm going to do Aladdin because they're going to throw a bunch of money at me, uh, which I can't blame him for. And then they're like, hey, we'll do it again. Let's roll it back. Aladdin <laughs> too. Same cast, everybody, let's go. So um, yeah, I think he's properly rated. It would be for me. It would be between overrated and properly rated. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of probably in between the both of you, but I'll, I'll I'm gonna go with properly rated and agree with there. I thought Ryan said that his favorite scene in a movie in the past like decade was the dance off in Aladdin. <laughs> I never saw Aladdin. Ah, damn it! <laughs> All I know is that the genie got busy because he has kids, and so I hope the second one has some like at least soft core scenes of him making love. <laughs> Spoilers. At least an explanation. Yeah. All right, dude. He's a little overrated, but that was fun. Next up, Spiral is a new um, sequel to the Saw series. Oh yeah, Spiral. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Spiral. A spinoff. Yeah. Oh man, it's a spinoff. Well, that's kind of a. It's a spinoff. It's a spiral. I get it. Um. All right. So this is The Rock. No, Chris Rock. (laughs) Sorry. I was like, whoa. (laughs) You guys are like, wow. Blew it so hard right off the bat. It is the other rock. It is Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. And he's like, uh, Chris Rock is like an investigator. And someone is killing sort of in the name of, you know, the the jigsaw killer, right? So I think at some point in these Saw movies, he's dead. He died. Um, and this is a way to sort of bring it back and keep it going. So they're, you know, they're calling it Spiral, you know, the legacy of Jigsaw or something to tie it in the trailer i actually was sleeping through the tree it looks really boring to me like i just don't care about this movie i'm i'm you know i guess it looks slightly more interesting than if it was saw 15 i really probably would have just ignored it i wouldn't even watch the trailer so i guess they have that going for it a little different more of like a kind of a cool procedural like let's investigate the crimes and and solve a a, you know which i don't think they really had before it's more like a survival movie before I have given this take here before, so it's not new to any of our longtime listeners, but Saw 1 is freaking great. What a movie. Mm -hmm. Amazing twists. One of my all-time favorite horror movies. A little bit gross, but mostly just like um, the scary stuff was things that you were worried were going to happen or had already happened. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of the really traumatic things um, were things that they were discovering through the movie as they were searching for people. As they were investigating things, you found a lot of like really brutal corpses, but it wasn't a lot of like torture scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saw 2, they were like, all right, so instead of making a good movie, let's just show people what it looks like when people's legs get snapped in half. Let's have people dive into pits of needles. Let's have people burn in ovens and watch their skin fall off their body. I mean, it was just like the story disappeared and it just became like, can we gross you out? Yeah. And there is like a, a small, weird percent of the population who loves that. And most people are like, yeah, I'm good. So right. I just hope that they go the opposite way. I think the mystery of the story is always the fun part in scary movies. And um, I, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of faith in their decision making, though, as a franchise. Well, you know, it's really t- hard. You know what's really easy to do in movies is design a cool death and then like get somebody with great practical effects experience to make it look gross. You know what's really hard in movies? To make it clever <laughs> and to write a good story. So I can see why they did it. 
Um, and I don't know if this is going to be clever. I think they're at least trying to make it a, like a smarter movie. So we'll see. I can tell you how it's going to end. Okay. Chris Rock is going to get sawed, and he's oh, going to have think? to figure out. Uh, he's going to have to figure out a puzzle for himself. He's going to get. Oh. He's going to inadvertently get entrapped, and then have to save someone he knows, or sacrifice himself, or something like that. You're totally right. I would absolutely put money down on that. My my the thing I hate about the series is that the things that Jigsaw says aren't even clever. He's like, "Do you want to play a game, John?" Your whole life, you've been burning people, and now you're going to get burned. And you're like, okay. And he's like, I work at a crematorium, dude. What do you want me to do? Like, that's what they pay me money to do. It's, like, not even clever. Like, he's just like, you know, it's always just something, Steven, you've been cutting class a lot, so now you're going to get cut. <laughs> And you deserve this. Well, what they tried to do, what they tried to do was make him like uh, John Doe from Seven. That he's got some like ulterior motive, and he's he believes in this higher power, and he's doing the thing to purge society of all these you know horrible things. And it just never really worked Uh, on that that level. All right, that was a long time. Should we say we just one, two, three? Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. All right, uh, next up, coming in Netflix on May 21st, we have Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. This is a movie, like a some kind of new zombie movie. I don't know. Yeah, is it Dave Batista? All right. Dave Batista and uh, other people I don't know. Um, this is like almost exactly like we could almost run the Guy Ritchie thing back, right? Like, is Zack Snyder a good director? Should we be excited about a movie that's coming right to Netflix with, you know? Um, I think we should. <laughs> I think that I like Zack Snyder movies. I love, like, I loved. I don't know if it's gonna feel like Dawn of the Dead, which is an excellent zombie movie. One of his earlier movies. I love it. I'm excited for this. Like, I'm sure it's gonna be kind of dumb, but look amazing and probably be funny and pretty good. You know, just like a stupid movie to watch, like a fun movie. So I'm into it. I'm excited for it. I'm over the zombie genre. All of in it. general, uh, I, I have no interest in watching another zombie thing unless they go the route of like 28 days later in in some regard where it's at least a little bit more creative and different as opposed to like oh yeah we they're slow moving and they're walkers and they're dragging their legs and all that stuff like i, I don't care was world war z but it also was the last time that i wanted to see zombies yeah you had brad pitt you had like kind of scary zombies you had like the politics of the world making it so they couldn't stop the attack because they were too busy fighting each other. But right. eh, overall, it was, it was it was just okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, finally, guys, um, do we care about Zack Snyder's zombie movie on Netflix? I do not. I'm I do. gonna watch it. I think. I think I'm you watch will it. watch it. Um, all right. Next, Netflix also is nearing a, a four hundred million dollar deal to purchase Knives Out two and three. Who directed it? Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, it will bring back the same cast, probably Chris Evans and Daniel uh, Craig, Daniel your guy. Well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Da- but Daniel Daniel Craig with a Daniel Craig with like a deep Georgia accent, weirdest accent. I, I don't even know if he does a good job with it. Like he's he's fun to watch, so I guess that makes it good. But I don't think that's quite. <laughs> I mean, he's an English dude, so he's really stretching his acting. He sounds like the the what's the rooster from. Looney Tunes. Well, well, now, this is quite the interesting predicament we have. Yeah. Yes. What's that guy's name? What's the rooster's name? That's oh, what he sounds like. Foghorn yeah. Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn. I think I am excited about this, but I also, it's like, I feel like they're making a mistake spending that kind of money. You know what it actually is, though? It's it's when Charlie does the, the lawyer impression in... Uh, 
it's always sunny. That's really what it is. I'm sorry, but that's that's the voice. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they just brought up the the always sunny thing where they had the cat in the wall, and then yeah. the plan was their plan to get the cat out was to put another cat in the wall, and then they were like, <laughs> "What we need to do to get the cat, the two cats out of the wall?" And he was like, third cat." And he was like, "I was thinking <laughs> fourth cat." <laughs> Cat in the wall, eh? <laughs> oh, early sunny. It was just incredible. Um, all right. So what do we even talk about? Knives Out. Knives Out. 400 million. Seems insane. I'm excited. I thought Knives Out won. The hype was just insane. They were like, movie of the year. Best movie of all time. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was like, enjoyable. But I wish nobody would have tried to tell me it was the best movie of the year. I thought that the movie was going to be so insanely twisty and smart that it was going to blow my mind. And the, the the mystery did not. The mystery was fun. And, I, you know, I had some guesses and they didn't go this right way necessarily. So there was some of that. But I thought it was going to be one of those truly like, you know, usual suspects level of twists where it's going to be like, this was just worth the whole experience. It was much more about this is a fun group of characters and, you know, seeing them interact is a good time. And it's kind of funny um, than like waiting for a big payoff. So I'm into it. Um, Netflix swinging for the fences here. I hope that they you know, maintain a level of like, this is must watch, you know, um, and not just kind of fall by the wayside because they're going to drop on us Friday and everybody's going to watch it. And then it's just going to kind of go away. This feels like the matrix to me. Like mm-hmm. the first one was kind of, man, maybe not necessarily a revelation in filming. I, oh, I, I'm not that. saying that it was that no, the matrix is, I don't think knives out was. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yep. But I just mean like it was so well received. So many people liked it. How are they going to roll that story back again? Mm-hmm. Like, unless they're doing a completely different murder mystery with a completely different dysfunctional family. Well, that's but what then, I wanted to see. But then you're on repeat again. Then, then. But that would make like more sense, wouldn't it? For for this for this inspector to go do a different case with a different crazy I, family. I mean, why not? I agree, but at the same time, I I've already seen that movie. Yeah. Like I saw it with the first one. Like I, I don't want to hear Daniel Craig like pondering. Oh, uh, that was an interesting fact, madam. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, it was fine the first time. Do you want to see that again? Only probably not as good because he already did the best story he could think of. I'm already paying for Netflix, so yeah, give it to me two more times. Yeah, no, that's true. Sure. That's true. We're gonna watch them. Um, I, I care. I care. I care for sure. I think it was it's irresponsible spending by Netflix, but not my money. Well, I guess it was my money. All right. Um, let's move on. Hot Rex. All right. Yeah. Uh, so let's start out with a couple of movies. Um, first off, uh, Jim, you watched One Bad Trip. So did you, Ryan. What did you guys think of this? So this is Eric Andre. Um, he's like, if you guys haven't seen him, he has like a, a weird kind of scripted skit talk show where he brings on celebrities and then makes them really uncomfortable and it's awkward humor and it's gross out humor. Um, it's very dry and kind of weird over the top shit. I like the show. I don't love it. Um, but I like this. This is like, what'd you call it, Ryan? Like jackass meets Borat. Borat. Like a little yeah. story, which is pretty much pointless. It's just serves to like set up these crazy skits that he does out in front of real people. Um, and gets genuine reaction. So some of them were fantastic. Like three or four of the skits were great. Most of them were dumb. And then the story, who cares at all? Like the story was totally dumb, you know? Um, I think it was like, like a 76 worth watching though. Like, you know, it's gross. It's pretty hardcore, but it was good. I thought it was cool. Like, so I knew what Eric Andre's show was like. I know what he does as a character. I've seen him on, you know, various YouTube shows and things like that, but I had no idea what I was getting into with this movie. Mm -hmm. And I was dying laughing. 
I mean, I was like hunched over belly laughing at certain points and also like, oh my God, did that just happen? Right. You know, so I thought this movie was fantastic. It was short. It was like hour and 25 minutes. Like you said, story is irrelevant. Um, His sidekick, I forget the guy's name, uh, Bud. Is that his name in the movie? of Hannibal Burris, but kind of drier. He, He reminded me of the brother in Get Out that was like at home that was like the security guard dude. Yeah, like, yep, yep. I mean, wait, anyway, is it the same guy? That it might, might be, be. I don't know. I think that's him. But anyway, <laughs> I think this. I thought this movie was fantastic. If you're if you're into like Jackass and Borat movies, um, like Bad Grandpa, you know, mm-hmm. or things like that, this is basically another you know rendition of that. Um, you know, Borat was more like oh, pretending to be inappropriate because I don't understand the culture. But then this like has some like jackass moments of like vomit and things like yeah. that. So, um, but Borat movies were better than this, right? Agree. Okay. hundred percent. Yeah. This was um, just more outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the jackass comes in where it's just kind of gross out stuff. And they pulled off some amazing, amazing skits for sure. But Eric, I'm surprised you haven't watched it. I think you'd like it. I'll watch it this week. Sounds great. Are you also watched made for love on HBO max? Yup. Yup. So this is one that I recommended, or at least I was like, Hey, you guys, let's pay attention to this one. It's coming up. Um, Christina Malati, who was, she was in that star Trek episode of black mirror, which was a, a pretty standout one. And then she was in Palm Springs, which all three of us really, really loved on, on Hulu. And I think she's a star and she's great in this. It's like, it's like a, you know, 25 minute, half hour comedy that's like set in the future. And her, husband is like this tech billionaire who's a psycho like controlling as hell and he invents this chip that that couples can put into their minds that will mend meld their minds so they share the same thoughts and feelings and they can see what each other are doing um but of course he's a psycho so he only does it one way so he can just keep track of her um and you know there's this ray romano's in it it's kind of got this great cast of characters it's goofy it has like the tone of search party, I feel like, which is like pretty heavy subject matter, but the characters are all goofy. Um, and it keeps it kind of fun and exciting. I've only shout watched out two to my, shout out to my guy Drew. Yeah, I love Drew. He's he's one of my favorite. Maybe my favorite character on there. Um so it's not as good as, as Search Party from what I've seen so far, but I only watched two. Uh, I think it has huge potential. Um, this is a wreck. I would say go watch a couple of the episodes. Let me know. There's three out, and then they're going to drop one each week. So I will watch the third one soon and keep going from there. It's on HBO Max. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, I've been watching something I already wrecked on here, so I'm going to keep it short. But I am binging History Channel, I believe. Is it History Channel alone? Yeah, sounds right. History Channel. Um, it's all the seasons dropped on Hulu finally. Instead of having like two of them on there that were like rotating, they have yeah. all of them there now. Alone is great. It's a show about survivalists. They, what do they call them? Bush something? Yeah, I don't, Bush whatever. people, whatever. Yeah. But anyways, these people are like obsessed with survival. They get dumped into different places. Patagonia, uh, Vancouver Island is most of them. And they have to like live off the land. They live there for like two or three months. They deal with bears and pumas and wolves and the cold. And it's just a wild show. So I'm yeah. not going to do too much. I've talked about it on here a ton. But go check it out. Hulu alone. Show is awesome. What's the first season you should watch? You've watched most of them, right? I mean, I just started at the beginning, and I think it was a good place to start now. Okay. I'm, I'm watching it all the way through, and I'm on uh, season four. And they've been mostly in Vancouver Island, but Patagonia was so cool. Yeah. I, mean, I, wanted, to wreck, I wanted to wreck one show quick, because I forgot to tell you about it too, Eric. And it's in the same vein. It's the QAnon, the Into the Storm HBO mm-hmm. Max documentary. It's unbelievable. It's wild. It's trippy. Um, but 
I have reached the point of uh, documentaries falling flat, which is episode five of, you know what I mean? Like one through four are usually pretty solid. Five and six are like, let's go back in time. And you're like, no, I want to keep learning about the present. (laughs) Yes. And then, and then ultimately let down at the end. So hopefully uh, episode five continues. I'm going to finish this. I think it's got four more episodes. So uh, might as well. I'll, uh, I'll come back and let everyone in. So far, first four episodes are a wreck for me. Okay. I almost don't want to give the group any more attention. You know what I mean? That was like my holdout for some reason for the show. Like, but, why do I have to put them into my brain at all? Um, this is, I, it comes across as like making fun of them though. If that makes well, you right. feel better. I, mean, I, I get that too, but, um, well, I mean, if you're saying it's good, man, I've, I've definitely like skipped over it a couple times. I've been tempted to hit play. So I'll, I'll check it out. If, if, if it was strictly about like, if this was done by like, uh, Ben Shapiro, like on the, in the avenue of like, this is why Q is important. I would never fucking no. watch that shit. Right, right, right. Not in a million years. This is like, this is how stupid they all look and sound and how it all started and how ridiculous it is that they've got this underground, like not even underground anymore, but like this cult following off of a guy who's posting random messages on 8chan and he's always wrong. Right. So, well, you know, the thing is the, the, the show is actually produced by the pedophile cabal. So that's why it's like that. Oh yeah. The deep state, <laughs> the deep state pedophile pizza gates. That's yep. The, that's their production company. Did he, did he correctly predict that um, one of his own uh, Matt Gates was actually part of the pedophile crew. Well, see, Eric, that's where you don't you don't know enough about what's going on. Okay, <laughs> you're not in tune with Q. You're not reading between the lines. Between the lines, you got to you got to go three lines in between before you can really understand Q. There's Q tubers, Eric. You should go check them out. Oh yeah, yeah, Q tubers. Um, yeah, Pizza Gates, Pizza hashtag Pizza Gates. Love it. All right, guys, let's move on to uh, some of the big stuff here this week. Um, we'll go non-episode three, spoiler-free, or we'll, we'll talk first two episodes and give us some opinions on Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. So if you're not all caught up, don't worry, we're not going to ruin it for you. Um, but if you haven't even started it yet, you might want to like fast forward a few seconds. Um, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+, Plus, uh, the latest in their big new series, I think that this is exactly what I expected their shows to be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't know if it's like groundbreaking, but that doesn't mean that I don't think they're telling really cool stories. And so I really have enjoyed this. I thought every episode has gotten a little bit better. Yep. Um, the blast from the past and some of the characters that they've brought back into this show um, have been really fun and interesting. And I would say the biggest surprise is the level of violence in this movie. The yeah. fight scenes are really quite brutal. Lots of shooting and stabbing and crushing. And, you know, I think the violence has been um, kind of exciting and refreshing. But, like, also, um, I wasn't expecting it to be like that at all. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we did say in the pod um, that they are calling it PG, like, 15, you know, like a a rating above PG-13. So I think we knew it was going to be a little bit hardcore. But, yeah, man, I mean, they're shooting motherfuckers right in the chest and stabbing them. And it's... Um, yeah, like I decided officially, like my, you know, my seven-year-old is not going to be able to watch it. And they've watched the other Marvel movies. Like it's, it's different. It is, it, it's different. Um, but I like it. And, you know, maybe it is a little predictable, just conventional, whatever you want to call it. I think that they're trying to take, you know, the formula of what worked with the, the, um, Captain America movies, right? 
where it's sort of like, you know, operatives, maybe they're super soldiers, but it's kind of political, different groups. It's sort of a spy. They're gathering information. They're traveling around the the globe, um, forming alliances. All those things are happening, stretched out over six episodes. So I'm definitely into it. Um, I don't think it's the most exciting. I think that, and maybe it will get there. I think when WandaVision was like ramping up in episode four and five, I was more captivated then than I am now. Um, but it's still early. So it's entertaining. I think it's well done. It's well written. All those things are true. WandaVision just is better, but that's fine. Just already you think Um, uh, it's better? It ended up being better, but the first two episodes were awful (laughs) of WandaVision. But nine WandaVision episodes, and I I at least thought the first two episodes were interesting. I mean, I found myself questioning what was happening. Why were these weird loops popping up? Like, what Mm -hmm. was this? You know, I had a lot of questions, and even if I thought that parts of it were a little bit boring or silly... I had a lot of questions where in this one, I'm, it feels like I'm watching like a pretty simple, you know, but pleasing to watch action movie, you know, that yeah. like, there isn't some crazy mystery that we're seeing at this point, but I, I've enjoyed it. And I, you know, I think I care more about the characters at this point. So I think it's a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's not something that's like groundbreaking. Yeah. I think um, Sebastian Stan is a, is a really, really good actor. I think he's doing great work. He's captivating. Um, I think Wyatt Russell, who's Kurt Russell's kid as the new captain America is great. Um, You know, you kind of love to hate him. Like he's kind of perfect. And then Anthony Mackie is the dude that started in altered carbon too. Like he's just not that good. I think Anthony Mackie is better than he has been at any time in the MCU. Though. That, that's that's fair. And he's got more to work with. He just kind of is like, I don't know. He's got his typecast. He's got it figured out. But it's just kind of boring to watch. But see, I think it's – so He's he's got his role reversed, right? He used to be the guy that would have, like, the funny quip, you know, and he would have, like, four lines every 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's got to be Chris Evans, right? And he's got to be – he's got to deliver – a lot of the intensity and, and purpose for what they're doing um, by speaking. And he just doesn't quite have that same panache yeah. that, that some leading guys do. And yep. it's not his fault. Um, it, 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 maybe it's just the way like he delivers his speech. He always seems like very monotone. Um, and maybe that's intentional. I don't know. Um, so some of the choices I think they make for for the way he says things don't really fit the emotion of, of what the scene is going for. But maybe that will change over the course of the of the series and he'll get a little bit more intense when it's necessary. Other than like just raising the volume of his voice. <laughs> right. All right. Perfect. I thought the fight scenes in this most recent episode were really cool. Uh, it looks just incredible. And I'm um, excited to watch it every week but i don't find myself desperate to watch it every week yep that's where i'm at as well got to a point and mandalorian was at a point from episode one that i would like wake up on friday and be like can't wait to watch it or it would finish and i'd be like i can't wait for next i know yeah i feel like i finished watching it and i'm like that was good but i'm not like i wish i could watch the next you know how i like to judge the episode lines too i mean it's they're 45 to 50 minutes long and dude it almost feels kind of (laughs) long so yeah i think it'll get better they're ramping up i think a good way to judge a judge a show at least within our group of friends is like if you accidentally slipped a spoiler in for wandavision jimbo would have been livid like jimmy channels would have been but if if you accidentally slip something in for winter soldier i don't feel like you'd have that same reaction i really wouldn't care that much you'd be like yeah hey try not to do that i know you didn't mean to but um we wouldn't we wouldn't be getting any goddammits or you guys I've been off social media for eight hours now because I don't want to see anything and you ruined it. Yeah, I get a little bit weird about that. So thanks for putting up with that because we have the group we, chat flying around. 
Well, we've been we've been called into the principal's office a couple times over uh, some accidental things, and it wasn't fun. Let's just say that. <laughs> Lots of like checking, like everyone say that you watched it before we. Can yeah. <laughs> and then all you right. get the subgroups pop up because only three out of the five or whatever. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, guys. Let's move on to a movie we all watched this week, and that was the recently dropped Kong versus Godzilla. Is that what it's called, or was it Godzilla versus Kong? Oh, Jesus, who cares? Okay. We know what we're talking about. Um, can we just do this, like, can we give our review, and then we'll play a little game, and then we'll come back at the end and spoiler talk about it? Sure. And then, yeah. so we do a little short here, and then we can come back and ruin it for anyone who watched it or will never watch it? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, this movie was really fun. Oh. Super fun. It Agreed. Looked, it looked incredible. I found myself laughing and talking and having a good time watching it, but this movie was so stupid. Agreed. <laughs> Holy shit, what a dumb movie this was. <laughs> I couldn't even believe the writing. Um, it was just a bunch of actors that I knew or have seen before um, doing a pretty decent job. Uh I'm not really sure how big Kong is. Is he like 150 feet tall or is he like 30 feet tall? Because it he looks- depends when you need what you need him to be. Is he laying on a boat? Because he's only 30 feet tall. Is he fighting in Hong Kong? Because he's 180 feet tall. Right. Yeah. Guys- Were those like, right. Was the shipping boat as tall as a skyscraper or taller? Because he was only taking up a small portion of it. Because he was only like laying on the side of it. And I was like, well, he's not that big. And then I see him standing above skyscrapers, like pushing them over for fun. <laughs> so, well, that's a great point. Yeah. Eric, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions like that. This movie should have just started with don't ask any fucking questions and you'll have a good time. I think that they they more or less knew that. That's I mean, a, I think that's sort of implicit with what they're doing with the with yeah. the content that they're putting out. You know, the worst parts about this movie was when they assumed the audience cared about things that had happened before or that may happen after in the Marvel, you know, or what are they calling it, the monster universe or something? Nobody yep. cares what happened in previous Godzilla movies. I don't even remember. They're so generic and boring. The Kong movies just as bad. Um, didn't care about you know. Oh well, he used to do this and the, oh they they this happened. I don't I don't care. Stop trying to make it fit. It literally doesn't matter. This is a one off to me. And in that regard, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the CG was great. I couldn't decide who they. You know, they clearly wanted you to root for Kong over Godzilla. I think you know making him oh, I was. I was t- totally team Kong. Yeah, I was Team Kong. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There were so many wasted actors in this. Like, why even have any of the humans in it? Almost just have like three scenes of the of the things fighting and have it be forty five minutes. My favorite take: Dan Lathan on the Ringer talking about who he was cheering for, and he was like, "I'm Team Kong. I've always been Team Kong, whether it's King Kong or Donkey Kong." And he was like, "Also, Donkey Kong, great dad. He had Diddy Kong. Or wait, was it his uncle or was he his brother?" I'm not sure, but he was a role model. <laughs> and I was like, he was yes, a role model. I like all the Kongs too. That's funny, dude. That's great. Um, yeah, well, I Godzilla's mean, just a dickhead anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Godzilla sucks, um, but he looked cool. The journey to the center of the Earth side story was like serviceable. Oh, is that a spoiler? Are we moving into? Okay, well, yeah. let's give it. Should we give it our Rotten Tomato scores and then move on? Yes, yes let's move on. I'm gonna okay. give it. Uh, remember, I had a great time. I had a great right. time. I was happy I watched it. I gave it a 48. <laughs> it was you're, not even, you're not even freshing it? No, no, it was bad. It was fun. <laughs> oh, I disagree. It was just a terrible movie. I think if you had a good time watching it, it has to be fresh. 
Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think that's part of the thing. It's like, what is a movie supposed to be besides entertaining? I mean, that's the number one thing. Oh, it was so bad, but it was, okay. it was kind of fun to laugh at almost. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to go with a 68. No, wait, 69. Cause you can't miss that opportunity. It's a 69 nice. worth watching. It's yeah, a I've... recommendation. You just got to prep people to be like, Hey, turn your brain off and enjoy. It's, it's a visual epic and that nothing more. You're not there for the dialogue. You're not there for Rebecca Hall to like deliver some great line on the port of a battleship. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of silly. Uh, also, how expensive was Skarsgård to get in this movie? They could have had anybody play that role and save oh. themselves. But anyways, well, it, he wasn't. He, I mean, he's always like this kind of tough, badass, mysterious guy, and they cast him as sort of like a nerdy explorer type. So I actually yeah. appreciated him doing something slightly different. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm right at the, like the 65 mark. Um, I thought it was fun, enjoyable, silly. Um, but then, you know, uh, we, we, uh, anyway, that's part of the spoiler part. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. I, I, I enjoyed it. I had five in the same camp, but it was not that great, but it's definitely fresh. You know, the funny thing is before we move on, it, it was, and I, maybe you guys will agree with this. It was the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen and the best Kong movie I've ever seen. And that's not saying much. No, man. I don't know. I love Skull Island. I don't know why. I found that movie very entertaining. Okay. Better right. than this, you thought. We'll come back. Mm, I think so. We'll give you five spoilery minutes at the end. But first up, Northeast Rates is back. It's yes. back. Ooh. Spring. God, I missed this. Spring and Easter themed uh, for the most part. So we're going to start the only place we can start, and that is with Peeps. Dude. Um, okay, should I go? Can I start? Yeah. Yeah. Peeps are a 21. Um, they're gross. The only thing they're, the only reason they're getting that is because you don't have to deal with them many times. They only pop up literally on Easter and the kids think they're fun. They're fun looking. So they are getting a 21. Uh, I'll go one less than you. I'll go 20. They're horrific. I'm not a big marshmallow dessert person anyway. You know, like the like the devil's food cookies, or um, I'll throw I'll fire down a s'more. But if I could just melt chocolate on a graham cracker, I'd feel like it tasted ten times better. Like you go double chocolate, eliminate the marshmallow, okay. and it's a better it's a better dessert anyway. Um, yeah, I'll go twenty. Peeps are horrific. Horrific. Listen to you guys, you anti marshmallow people. Peeps are candy and they're fun. These takes are crazy. Your scores are way too low. I'm gonna go with like a twenty four. they're 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 brutal eric did you work on that one all day did you like practice that one in the mirror a little bit no i (laughs) so much they're just disgusting all right uh next up jelly beans but like the nice jelly beans like the starburst jelly beans or like the the beans not the ones that are like big and solid colors the jelly belly ones like, like, yeah, the like good belly, belly jelly beans. Still trash. Still trash. I don't like something where I'm going to be eating. It's like, okay, a fruit flavor, a fruit flavor, buttered popcorn. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, oh. I can't. My palate is, I can't deal with that. It's too fine-tuned, you know? Um, so, but, are, but is Eric is Eric talking about, like, like let's just say it was, like, uh, strawberry, raspberry, fruit punch, cotton candy, None of the none of the like honey or popcorn or are you are you just say are you saying any jelly belly? Like oh, yeah. Packed jelly belly. Terrible terrible. Getting, that stuff sucks. Yeah, I'm going with sucks. solid sixty-eight. That's high. Sixty-eight. So I'm gonna go with a thirty. Thirty. Thirty's a perfect score for these. It's, I'm it going, shows I don't eat them, like I don't have anything against them, but they're not for me. That's what a thirty. I'm going says. much lower, and I don't even have dental problems. Uh, they're like a twenty-two. <laughs> wow, you hate the candy of the. Of yeah, the candy. I really cannot be getting jelly 
bellies stuck deep in my teeth, that could spell problems. Like a that's a later. huge problem. Yeah, that plants the seed for later pro- dental issues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's next the up, ongoing. The ongoing. Next up, ham. Ham. So you're talking about Easter ham. You know yeah. what? It's so much worse than turkey. I just love turkey, and I ham is like spongy, dude. It's gro- like the texture just sucks. The only good part about it is like when you get the kind of like texture on the outside of the ham, like if it's cooked right and it's got a little bit of texture. If it's just like that st- straight up steamed, all one texture ham, that's what it always, almost always is. So that's what I'm gonna grade here. I'm gonna reserve my my score. I want you guys to go first, but I have it. Ready. I got. I've got some aunts and uncles that do a really good job with their like spiraled Easter ham mm-hmm. with like some pineapple and like an orange marmalade glaze and it's not dry. It's like yeah. juicy and delicious. Like this, that it's like elite ham. It's like really good ham. When I make ham, it tastes like shit. It tastes awful. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I feel like I'm a pretty decent cook. I can yeah. make a lot of things. Especially with the meats. You got the meats locked up. Ham is like my nemesis. So mm. anyway, my ham sucks. The other ham that people make, I think is pretty good. Um, especially if you get me like a King's Hawaiian dinner roll um, and throw that on the plate, I'm in. So I'm going, I know we're, we're just rating the ham, not the King's, King's Hawaiian roll. I'm going to go with like, like the peak ham that like my aunt who's really good at making it can make is like a 70. Wow. It's pretty strong. I'm going ham 64. Okay. I'm going ham. Um, I'm going ham 62. I'm not excited about it. It's, it's fine. It's meat. So that's good. But at the same time, if, if we're going to like Easter dinner, we have, we don't have gone in the last two years, obviously, yeah. but like, I'm going to get like one slice of ham and then a bunch of everything else. Right. And yeah. The ham is, yeah, exactly. Like secondary. Um, and by the way, when a pig has so many amazing parts to offer, ham is the worst one, right? Can we agree on that? I mean, bacon, I so. pork belly, shoulder, all that shit is better. All right. Uh, next up, Bloody Marys. Dude, you're trying to kill me with all these low scores, bro. Bloody Marys suck, dude. I mean, there's vodka in them, so I'm going to give it at least 10 for that. Tomato juice. It, every cocktail should be at least 40 for me, but... I'm subtracting 15 for the tomato juice. It's going to be a 15 for me, dog. Wow, that's, that's I'll super low. Time. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm going to like, if, yeah. 43. Okay. 43. I'm much higher than that. I like them, especially when I get the, again, I know we're not rating all this, but when you get them with like a celery, uh, some beef stick, some well, olives. Should. That's okay to include in that. I get, nice little milk. I get the fucking food on a plate, man. I don't want it in tomato juice. What's well, that in the tomato juice? It's on a skewer above it, hovering above it. Mm. But anyway, that's semantics. Um, I think Bloody Marys are great, like brunch drink. I know there's, you know, everyone has their preferences. I love a really good Bloody Mary. It's like a seventy-five. Oh, that's strong. It's a good score. A little, right. little Stanley's, little Stanley's brunch club and a Bloody Mary for breakfast. You can't go wrong, Eric. It's your favorite place in Northeast. <laughs> as long as they're not kicking you off the patio for spitting on yeah. the ground. Hey, not me, but yes, my friendship. Yeah, you're um, All right, uh, next up, slides. Slides, the shoes? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I mean, elite. Just, okay. They're an 88 for me. Best What's kind of sl- sandal. What's a, oh, uh, uh, just the one strap, the solo strap. Got it. Oh, dude, you can get the Nikes. You can get the Adidas. They have great brands. Everybody's making them. They're incredibly comfortable. Couldn't be more convenient. I, I find myself wearing them around the house with socks. And so that's what I can do in my own home. Judgment free. Slides are awesome. I'm going slides 83. That's a good slides were cool when I was like 16. Um, I guess they're back again. 
Um, I have no interest in wearing them. What I bought, what I did was a pandemic Ryan bought some, a pair of shoes that I wear in the house only. Mm-hmm. And that way I have like the same level of comfort. Um, but slides for me, I'll take it or leave it. I'll give them like a 51 because I don't own them and I don't intend to. Hey, Ryan, why do I picture mm. you like coming home from work and doing the Mr. Rogers where you sit down and take off one pair of shoes and then put on a whole nother pair and lace them well, up? Well, it would be interesting. It would be interesting if I actually went to work. But like seeing as that I work in my home, I just put on my, I guess they're my work shoes and my <laughs> home shoes. I don't know. They're, they're, they've melded into one at this point. <laughs> All right. I love it. Slides uh, are elite. Next up, bonfires. Ooh, bonfires are great, man, right? Bonfires I mean, maybe not for Ryan if there's s'mores involved, but... Um, yeah. You know, if you're like, cool. you know, smoke is always attracted to you, bonfires are... Uh, it's usually a great time, let's be serious. A bonfire is an 86. Wow. How many I wasn't even going to go that high. How many times have you been to a bonfire and didn't have a good time? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It is a good time. Um, I do think that if you're in charge of the fire, if it's going great, it's no problem. If it's like, today... I have no fire powers. The shit ain't, I'm not conjuring this. A lot of pressure is on to get a consistent fire. That can be stressful, but I'm just assuming I'm there to have a good time. You always had a friend who was willing to take a gasoline tank and like dump it on there. And you were like, that's a bad thing. And they were like, I don't care. Yeah. No, you sometimes need a little bit of starter fluid. You know what I'm saying? You need <laughs> my, <laughs> my wife's dad at the cabin, my father-in-law, he just does it on his own without telling uh his wife because she'll get upset with the amount of gasoline that he puts it he literally has to stand stand like 10 feet back and throw like a piece of lit newspaper into the fire pit and then all of a sudden like you're inside the cabin and you hear this <laughs> and you're like jesus what was oh let's start the fire okay is he like and dipping then, an arrow in canola oil and launching it yeah, from 40 yeah. feet <laughs> oh like a viking funeral um dude i think a bonfire is a 73 good time I'll the difference the smoky oh, shit sorry. on your clothes does suck but they wash out yeah i always feel like i have to take a shower because like when you we you don't want to go to bed smelling like smoke because then you make the pillow smell like smoke and then the whole thing does it, does it get in your hair man that's oh well my be beard good. yeah <laughs> the beard yes it does it still all sticks right. all right guys next uh, up oh you didn't rate it i'm sorry yeah i was gonna say i'll split the difference i'm gonna go like an 80 there it's right up there we like them. We like bonfires. All right, next up, guys, spring showers. Um, rain? Yeah, I mean, it's so much more pleasant than uh, snow. Uh, usually means things are going to turn green. I try to put on a positive uh, positive feelings about it. I'm going to go 55. Okay. Oh, I think I think as long as they're not like, you know, it's not the full like April showers, like where it rains for like a month straight. But to get like a nice sort of cleansing rain after all the snow and you get all the sand off the streets and get all the salt off the streets and send that into our drinking water. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really uh, a positive thing. Uh, but I think they're fine. I think, like Eric said, it turns everything green. It, it, it makes you feel mentally like you're coming out of winter as well. So I'm gonna go like 75. I like. Whoa! It. Whoa! Whoa! Wow, dude! Yeah, I was actually, you know what? This is a case where you've influenced my. I was gonna go sub 50 because rain. Fuck rain, generally, right? I mean, like if I'm out in it. But now you've you've inspired me. I'm gonna go with a. With a 60, 60, yeah. Fuck rain up. in November, but like rain in April is welcome because it's not snow. Yeah, okay. Okay, next up, guys, spring break. Now, you can look at oh. it from any way you want to because you now have uh, extra people around during spring break. Um, or you can think about it how you felt about spring break back in the day. I love spring break as a teacher and as a student. I've had spring break pretty much every year of my life. So I'm yeah. going spring break mm, 90 four wow that's really strong i can't go that high um 
Because I enjoyed it. I did do the trips, like the stupid trips, you know, spring break trips, all that stuff, just debauchery and puking pretty much. Um, How bad did you get sunburned? Oh, God, every time. Day did one. Did you go to MTV <laughs> spring break? I did. I, I went to, um, where's that shitty island in Texas? What's that one? South Padre? I went to South Padre. What a shithole that is. That is a disgusting place. Um, Yeah, man, I think it's a, it's an 85 for me. Uh, I've had great times. It's different now that I have like a kid home uh, and we're kind of dealing with that. But it's, you know, it's nice to see him have a, a break from school, too. So it's all good. Spring break for me in college was a little bit ruined by collegiate athletics because we had to come back early and start spring football practice. So it wasn't like I got to go let loose somewhere. What division was that? Um, huh? One double A. Oh, okay. Just making sure you're flexing fully. I wanted you to flex all the way out. So no, I wasn't. I was. I was trying to be like I didn't. I didn't have an opportunity to go on this the spring breaks. So I did go to like California with my buddy for a few. One of my teammates for a couple of days. But um, yeah, we went surfing in like Northern California in wetsuits and it was freezing. I mean, freezing. He's like, no, we'll just go back to my grandpa's cabin. And then he had the, his grandpa had the problems that Eric was talking about, like, or maybe Jim, Jimbo, you were talking about this, like, I, I can't get the fire started in the stove and we're sitting here like shivering and he can't get the, the thing lit. Anyway, yep. so spring break is like, okay for me. And it sucks even worse with the kids when you got fine arrangements or, you know, they're home and you're trying to take care of them working from home. It's like, uh, but I know how much fun people had. So I, I shouldn't crap on it too badly. I'll go with like 80. Okay. All right. Uh, last one should be pretty easy for you guys. Sundays. I like I'm Sundays. Sundays rock. I'm going 96. What a day. Holy fuck. Sundays well, are we're not allowed to ask this, but I would be curious what a Saturday is then. But I'm not allowed to ask. Someone's going to have to ask us to rate it. Yeah. Don't tell me. Um, Sundays are 96. Sundays are awesome. I'm going to go with a 90, 94. I want to leave some room for a possible other day that would be higher. Okay. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if I could go higher on a day. Really? Because of football? Football. I don't know. I just feel like Sunday is like the day of relaxation. Yeah. The, the pressure is really off on Sundays. Rest. I love that. Like if you get to like a store and do like some grocery shopping and then you do nothing the rest of the day, that's a good, that's like a productive Sunday. What a good Sunday. Nailed yeah. that one. And my fantasy football team didn't lose. That would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good day. Ryan, what do you got, man? And Sunday is also most... Uh, most normal times pod day so there's another notch in the belt there's there's soccer most of the year on sundays it's a great it's a pretty solid day um i agree sunday in the fall i think is higher rated than like a sunday in february Mm -hmm. for me um i'll go a little bit lower than you guys because just i know the impending workload that is about to befall me starting on monday morning yeah so i'll go like uh 83 it's still good but then, like, I don't know, the kids are tired from, like, a long weekend, and then it's like, I don't know. Anyway. I, I, I hear what you're saying. The, they, here's the word for it. The Sunday scaries. And it, it happens mm-hmm. every once in a while. But if you can avoid that, it should be a pretty good day. Like, 5 p.m. turns into, like, the witching hour. Where you're like, no, I, listen, we take a bath every Sunday. Just get your clothes off. Get in there. Anyway. Yeah. I, I feel the, the, the stress. Finally, guys, last one. Fresh sheets. Oh, I just did that two like uh, two nights ago. It's the best. You mean like new sheets or freshly washed sheets? Freshly washed sheets. Yeah. Now, you're not talking about the process of washing them and putting no. a duvet cover. I'm get, so bad at that. No, no. You get into the bed yeah. with your newly washed and replaced sheets. 
It says my thread count. 92. 92. Very, very, very strong. Well, very unique feeling. There's not many feelings like that out there that can do the same things for you as clean sheets. You bet somehow, on they're cool, somehow they're cooler, like temperature-wise. I don't know how that works. I'm going 89. Strong, strong score. They're pretty solid. Um, yeah, let's go like uh, 87. Okay. okay. All right, guys, that's it for Nordy's Rage. You'll have to let us know what you want us to write next week. But we are going to spoil a little bit of Kong and Godzilla before we get out of here. We'll make it quick. But let me tell you some of the things that I couldn't handle about Kong and Godzilla. Okay. Go. First off, um, how did they build a dome over Godzilla? <laughs> don't, don't ask questions. You're Kong. asking questions. You're asking questions. Over Kong. That was insane. It was, yeah, it, it must have been the most massive dome. But then again, here's an ex- example where they're like, maybe Kong is a little smaller than you thought. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then later he's huger, you know, so. Um, another thing that drove me nuts, the whole entire center or um, hollow earth theory coming into play. Mm-hmm. You didn't like any of that. Oh, gosh, no, it was so stupid. Preposterous. Okay. He's floating, yeah, it was... touching purple things, and he's so happy in in this area. Then they make him leave. Why does he got to leave? Yeah. yeah. Goes, Nothing else is there except for a couple monsters that he easily defeats. And then he finds a temple that's like his old family temple. And then he finds a giant axe to use. Like, oh, my God. Gosh, what? The yeah, I thought the axe was actually kind of cool. I like, I like that he needed a weapon against Godzilla, and so yeah. I'm glad they they gave him a little bit of extra beef with that. Yeah, the weapon was fine, although like you know, this drop beginning in the slot and it just all the stuff with the corporation was the silliest for me. Um, I know that like everything is big in this movie, so the corporation had to be ridiculously big to the point where they have a underground tunnel that goes around the entire world that you can just hop in and it shoots you there. Um. So everything was crazy with that. The Apex company was very silly, you know, and every time that they touched the plot, it got a little bit worse. I hate the name Titans. There can only be one Titan at a time. Like, one why? A Titan. Who wrote those rules? Where Where do those exist? I well, mean, what... that and, like, they literally did a bracket where they destroyed all the other cool monsters they ever could have dealt with or had in the universe to the point where it's like, yeah, there's only two left. You're like, well, okay. But like, what about for the next movie? Are they going to fight again? Yeah. I will say, I thought the Godzilla attacking all of the ships was a really cool, well done CG scene. I thought Mm -hmm. that was really cool and like fun. I enjoyed that. That was very different. I did not. I mean, interesting set piece, interesting idea to have that fight there. Cool. So you finally get the big showdown. They had a weird boat fight, which was okay. And then you got their big end of the movie showdown in Hong Kong, where these two heroes, Godzilla and uh, Kong, they're such heroes, they couldn't just meet in the damn field to fight. They had to fight in a city of like tens of millions of people that was being evacuated like 20 minutes before they showed up for that. Uh, They then decimated the entire city, killing what I can only imagine was about 15 million people as they threw each other into buildings. Yep. Um, And then Godzilla absolutely gives Kong the work. Kong can't get anything done with his new weapon, which was almost a crutch to him. And then uh, he's about to get his heart ripped out of his chest before uh, Godzilla, a ruthless killing machine, has some kind of change of heart. I don't really know why. And at this moment, Mecha Godzilla shows up and absolutely gives the work to Godzilla. Yeah, 
So I think we see the totem here. Kong is on the bottom. Kong lost. And I, I like that it was more definitive. You know what I mean? Like, it was pretty clear. He literally fucking died. And then they had to, like, do some really stupid thing to save him. Fine. Okay. The human saved him. Um, but I liked that it was, like, pretty clear. You know, I didn't want it to be a total draw. Godzilla fucked him up. And then Mechagodzilla was just dummying Godzilla, like literally had him by the back of the head and was just smashing his face into skyscrapers, um, not even using his cool weapon. Yeah, he didn't even have to. He wasn't even using his cool weapons. He was like just on like, like act like I'm not a robot mode where he could have just probably impaled Godzilla at any moment. Right. So then you get Kong, who's like, yeah, that guy who just spared my life. I need to go save him. He comes out of nowhere off the top rope with his new axe and just shreds up Mechagodzilla, who suddenly had no power. It was two on one, baby. I well, had they, the infl- had they infiltrated the had they infiltrated the computer at that point to like weaken Mecha Kong? Yes. Didn't they just like dump the whiskey into a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I know. Yeah, that was bad. Also, the Australian kid was just unbearable. You know, it wasn't funny at all. This movie was not funny. It didn't none none of the humor landed at all. Um, they brought that kid in. He was from Deadpool two, and he was in yeah Deadpool two. I think is is that it? Pretty much. Um, he just they didn't write good lines for him. He didn't have anything funny to say. Millie Bobby Brown's character was a waste of time. Yeah, she sucked. Like, dude, I'm sorry, but you're a bitch. She was a bitch. She stole mm-hmm. the guy's van. She was just mean the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference between writing, like, a confident, headstrong young woman who knows what she wants and knows, you know, like, that I have to act a certain way to get it and just being, like, a really unlikable character. She was a bully to him. Yeah. No. Yep. All right, guys. Overall, the movie was really fun, but just. Can I go back and ch- I, I kind of want to go back and change my score now. <laughs> to, to make it drop it down yeah because oh, like i forgot i forgot about the whiskey scene on the computer like just brutal there's some dumb stuff but i did like man, i did good. like uh david tyree henry though like i thought he did a pretty good job with with minimal to work with i thought he did a pretty pretty solid job of being like conspiracy theorist insider mm-hmm. podcaster dude yeah another movie that uses a podcast as like a crux for storytelling uh, it's it literally mighty ducks does the same thing the new show like halloween did the same thing the new new halloween movie they're just using it in so many movies now because it's it's easy and cheap it's an easy way to, to get all the information out there you need listen to them recording a podcast for a couple scenes here and there um his name's brian tyree henry by the way not the oh sorry i said did i say david yeah sorry it's brian tyree. yeah I, you know what i liked it i don't think i'm gonna go watch it again but you know for a, for a movie that i essentially got free i enjoyed it all right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have on this episode of the Nerdies Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Check out our sportscast. Lots to talk about. Is Minnesota becoming the center of the basketball universe? You'll find out on our episode this week. So go check that out. Otherwise, thank you guys for listening to the Nerdies Podcast. <laughs>